Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. To another Bakery Bears radio show. My goodness. My name's Dan. And my name's Kay. And we are here once again to take you with us on a rather lovely walk. Yes. Neil, this time we're making just a couple of changes, aren't we? We are. We're going a different route. We are, because we totally acknowledge that there was a little bit of traffic noise last time. There was a bit of traffic noise. <laughs> so apologies for that. But what we're going to do is, over the course of this series, we'll maybe try one or two little different ones and find the ones we like and, yeah. and maybe stick with those. But this time, we're definitely going to go a little bit Jurassic Park. We are. Yes, we're going off-road. Neil, last time we spoke about the perspective that me having cancer gave us. We did. It does sound dramatic, doesn't it? It was dramatic, so <laughs> I think that's fair to say. And when we finished last show, Kay very kindly dropped the bombshell on me that after the removal of one of my, I don't know what we called it last time. Yeah, we don't need to. One of your particulars. <laughs> after I lost a particular, I changed somewhat. And that's actually the title of, of today's show, it's all about the changes that took place after my chemotherapy stopped. But we're stood waiting to begin our lovely walk, so what we'll do is we'll get ourselves sorted, we'll get out on the walk, and we'll see you in just a moment, and we'll get chatting. Neil, what was it like last time? Was it sunnier than this, or was it a pretty similar day? I think it might have been. Um, I think it was pretty similar. It was quite blowy. It's not quite as blowy today, I don't I'll tell think. You one What's thing? all this fur everywhere? I do not know. There is fur all around, and we can't work out what it is. Do you know what it is? Is it come off plants? No. Do you know Someone's what? Someone's been grooming. Somebody's, somebody's groomed their dog and dropped lumps of the fur everywhere. Honestly. <laughs> I think that... I seem to recall... Last time I had a jacket on. I had a jacket on as well. Well, and let me I tell you. I don't have a jacket there, on today. There is no jackets today. I actually didn't know what to put on. I've actually had three different tops on this morning. The These bushes have grown. They're huge, aren't they? My goodness me. I the know. weather actually, I think, has been. And look at this. What is that? That is, it's called a, it begins with an L, Lavatera, I think right. it's called. It's like this huge bush and it's full of like a pinky purple flower. Gorgeous pink flowers. Yeah, they're lovely, really big, blousy sort of flowers. And it's actually in someone's garden, but it's spilling over the fence. It's so, so enormous. So that is something that you plant and have in your garden? Oh, yes, yes. Right. I mean, look at all the bees on it, actually. Goodness me. It's Seriously, I have never seen so many pink, gorgeous flowers gorgeous in my colour. life. And it's right next to a copper beech tree. Stunning. And those two colours together just look beautiful. Aren't they? Yeah. And how fast have these grown back up again? Recently, the councilmen came and just cut down all of the sort of hedge that's growing along the fence. It's just a bunch of sort of different wild things, brambles and some wild roses. It was amazing for birds There's though, wasn't it? There's poppies in there, There's all sorts. And they just cut it all down to nothing, didn't they? Which was such a shame in to see. In the spring, we were devastated. Yeah. We thought, it is, done that? It must be great for bugs, but it brilliant is obviously for brilliant for birds. Brilliant for birds. And it's all grown back. This is so lovely. And it actually looks better. And sometimes, maybe that's what they were doing, you know. A good cut really helps 
really helps it sort of regrow. Yes, the what we're actually going to go on today, it's in through. Now, I'm not certain when this was created, but it wasn't long ago. The wood? Yeah. No, I don't know. It's right by the railway lines, isn't it? Well, that first railway line would have gone in in the mid-1800s, or the second one that we walk underneath. And the road we're walking on now, actually, is called Railway View. Which, because I suppose, it's, is... It's right by the railway, <laughs> yeah. It's funny, isn't it, how place names or street names do tend to be quite often fairly literal. They do. I've been watching a brilliant series on... It's on... Channel 5, yeah. and it's called something like Lost Railway Walks, something like that. And it's with this fella called Rob Bell, and basically he's walking along these railway lines that are no longer in use. Right. Because in the 60s, Dr. Beeching came along, didn't he, yeah. and basically disbanded all of these yeah. branch lines. Yeah. It's tragic. It is tragic, and it's basically but brilliant. I love it. It's tragic, but also it's created. We've, all of these walks. Oh, yeah. And we've yeah. been fortunate. We, we, we've done one bit of walking. We did. Along an old line, which was in Derbyshire. And it was just the most... Because what I love so much about those types of walks is, and I think we spoke about this yesterday, because the railways were on it, yeah. it's always a fairly easy walk. Yes, it is. It's There's quite... Too obviously, many... railways can't go on very steep inclines or declines. So. Oh, look. Oh, there's a ladybird. Oh, We're just going into the wood now. It's nice to see a proper ladybird, not one of those horrible through, ones that through the kissing invaded gate. the... Oh, the kissing gate. There you go. <laughs> not one of those horrible ones yeah, that came and there wiped is, out. There's an invasive breed, isn't there, of yeah. ladybirds? It's not good. No, but that one was a good one. We are so fortunate to have this. We are. It's lovely. So My it's goodness. literally five minutes, isn't it? That's... You know, that's how long it's taken us to get into the wood. And, and how it's would just you describe so this? It's very mixed. It's a there's quite a lot of sort of conifer type, not conifers, but evergreens. Yeah. But then there's also quite a lot of deciduous trees. Yeah. These ones, I think, are beech. I don't think there's really any oak. What I adore about this wood is, if it's raining. You can come in here and get a bit of... Yeah, and if it's hot as well, it's great. It's cool. And also, it's nice if it's shady. icy on the roads, yeah. you can get in here. Because it's just covered with old pine needles. Yeah. It's like a carpet of pine needles. And there's some stupendous birds in here. Yeah. You've seen a tree creeper. Twice I've seen a tree creeper. That's enough waffle. Because you dropped a bombshell last time. Did I? You did. And I mean, I know, I know, folks, I'm being slightly overdramatic because I know that I changed, but it, I think it was the first time I'd ever heard you say that. Yeah, um, I, think, I think everybody who goes through something like this will change. And I think everybody's spouses that are there, you know, with them will also change. I, th I think it's just inevitable. But I think sometimes you just don't acknowledge that. That can cause issues. Yeah. You know, we will talk about that later on. But it's definitely changed your character. Not your, mm, I don't know if I would say character or personality or frame of mind. I'm not quite sure how I would describe it, really. So this was really immediately after I had 
it was my because I've said the first operation to set the thing out of my neck yeah. that we spoke about last time. Yes. And then prior to my full cancer diagnosis, that's when I had a particular removed. Yeah. <laughs> that's a much better word. <laughs> We've been toying around with different words for this, and uh, you know Kay has used many different words, and it's the first one she's used that I'm actually comfortable with. Right. It really was an immediate change, was it? It probably was, but I guess I maybe didn't realise it at the time. Right. I think because you're kind of dealing with the immediate situation in front of you. Yeah. On a, on a, really on a day by day and even hour by hour basis quite yeah. a lot of the time. Yeah. So you don't really have time to step back and think about no. the changes. Because I suppose that first change after you know i had that operation it, that led in very quickly to then me being diagnosed with cancer and me yeah. starting so really yeah. we would only have probably started to realize what had happened with my sort of mental state yeah after you know chemo had finished and we got i never like to say all clear because you know this is something that no we always feel like it's tempting fate well it's we? something we probably alluded to slightly already but the battle really after the chemo ends is only just beginning mm. on, on a personal level i've got to say i feel completely different yeah i mean what in, in what way would you describe that i think it is in just about every way to be perfectly honest yeah i mean from watch your step this is a proper dingly dell Do you, have you heard of that dingly dell yeah yeah i think so it's difficult to because of the chemo and the cancer and you know the ups and downs of that i think if that hadn't happened if it had just been a case mm. of that operation yeah and clearly as you said last episode i had probably too much testosterone mm. <laughs> i would say that was the case <laughs> because what i was oh quality english coming up what i was what i was was i was unbelievably driven you were i was not restless I don't think I was a... Oh, I don't know. Well, maybe been. that is the right way of describing it, actually. Right. I never really... You were always... You were very a very busy person. What um, I was doing was what I felt was what I should be doing. And yeah. I think many, many people behave this way. Yeah. They think the way to be a responsible adult and to take care of their family is to work as hard as they possibly could. And yeah, absolutely. And that's what you were doing. And you were on the road a lot yeah. and didn't see you very much. Yeah. And this probably is the tale for a lot of people. Yeah, I think that is the... It is the mentality which the world, I feel, makes you think that you have to exude to, to get the things that you want. Yeah. And stupidly, I'm doing all those things to try and do the best for you. Mm. But, you know, th this picks up on a point we made last time, and that is, you know, you've found this amazing person, and, you know, you're, you're married, and you, you've got a family, and then you disappear. I oh, know. <laughs> Just doesn't make any sense. So, what happened was, when that testosterone disappeared, you start to think about things and look at things in a much... Karma. Yes, yes, karma. Yes. You look at things in a much calmer way and you make much more rational decisions. Yeah. I sort of come back to the fact 
not the facts. I come, I come back to the situation which my, my brother has recently had quite a serious operation. He and is, yeah. He's always been a very intense person. Very intense. And I, I very spoke to driven, him. Very driven. Yes. Very similar to me. Always working. Yeah. 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 And he was clearly very scared pre the operation, and yeah. I could see so many. And you know, it was lovely it's quite that a he big operation. Wasn't he made it? the time a couple of times to to talk to me, which was which great. It's very rare for him. He normally doesn't have the time for anything. I've to spoken say. to him more in the last yeah. month than I have in the last yeah. ten years. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> and what I said to him was, "What I hope for you from this operation is that you are forced." to take a step back and to look at your life in a, a sort of more structured way yeah. and make decisions which will change your life and yeah, make and it. it does seem like you've got this enforced downtime. Yeah. He was immobile, yeah. you know, he'd had a, a surgery on his, his, still will be. his back, his neck and his back. Look at these butterflies. What are they? Do you know, I get a bit freaked out by butterflies. I admire their beauty. I don't mind butterflies in the wild. Look at them, they're gorgeous. They are lovely. It's yeah. when they flutter towards what, me. Yeah, I know, I don't like, do you know those bird, uh, butterfly houses oh, that no. you can go to? I can't bear it. No. I'm just, it, oh, I just don't like the flutteriness around me. I think that's, is it yarrow? I'm not sure if that's called yarrow. Buttercups and daisies and brambles, and it's just gorgeous. And if you like the sun, you'd be happy because it's just coming out. The sun's come out. just come out. Sadly, now we don't, but that's fine. Now going to be boiling, <laughs> but there you go. So my, my brother's just had this operation. He's had this enforced downtime. I speak to him after the operation, and he's saying oh, oh, things so, to me. Just smacked me like, in the face. A twig. Yeah, whoops. <laughs> And he's saying things to me exactly like I expected. You know, I, I'm having a meeting with um, one of his business partners, yeah. you know, to look at ways of cutting back, doing less. Right. But doing, doing, yeah, doing few things, but in a better way. And yes. I think that's the key to success. When you do a thousand things on an average level, yeah. you don't do anything well. No. No. But you think that you're doing yes. everything. You think that you're doing great because yeah. you're doing such a lot. Yeah. But that doesn't necessarily mean, like you say, that you're doing these things to the best of your ability. So definitely one of the other big changes which stemmed from my sort of new calmer way of thinking about life was what were we going to do really with the rest of our lives? Yeah. That was going to enable us to have the life that we wanted to have but also and this was one of the the other massive changes which I wanted to make immediately and I hope that you did too I think you did but I never asked you before but yeah when I was you know at my worst in hospital yeah. the one thing I wanted was just to spend as much time with you as I possibly yeah, could yeah and you know sadly for Kay we have spent <laughs> you know, sadly <laughs> I'm joking one of the changes which we have made, and, and we're going to come on to this in much more detail in episode four or five, but we have enabled ourselves. There's something very weird going it's on here. It's ant powder. Oh. So we were just trying to work out what this was surrounding right. this house, and it's ant powder. There's been, there has been an awful lot of ants yeah. this year. It's clearly the heat, Look at isn't that it? Buddlier. Now, I have no idea what you're this talking about. This is a buddlier. So it's it's called a butterfly and, bush. Gosh. Can you see those butterflies? Yeah. Wow. Because it's just so always so full of butterflies because it's so rich in nectar it'll be, won't it? I mean, that this is one's a, a gorgeous, just a gorgeous deep purple. violet purple. Yeah. And look at this lavender. Wow. 
that's just beautiful. Somebody's bordered their lawn all around their house with lavender. It's absolutely beautiful. It is stunning, isn't it? Looks gorgeous, yeah. Really, from that first momentous change, and I think that was the change. I think if I hadn't had that first operation, that our life would be very different now. Because yeah. I think that, you know, you see, I still work. You see, that, that, that's the thing. It's not that I still don't work hard. We do work very hard, yes. and I think... But we work very hard doing something which we love. Yeah, which is entirely different yes. to working in a job that's a bit of a trudge. One of the like things... Like a lot of us do. One of the things that I would say to all of you is that probably the, the greatest lesson that I've learned is find something that you love and yeah. do it as often as you physically can. Yes, and, yes you know, I agree. You might not think that it might be possible to do what you love as often as you can, but I bet you, if you really think about it and you think about things a bit laterally, yeah. that you could do whatever you wanted yeah. and make I a living. You're right. I think a lot of people do fall into that trap of saying, I'm too busy to do that. Yeah. And I do think, like Dan said, with a little bit of thinking and rearranging yeah. and maybe sacrificing some yeah. things yeah. that are not really a priority, you can absolutely do these things. The other thing that the perspective which we got from episode one was you, you start to realise that life is unbelievably short. The biggest eureka moment for me was I'd obviously been out there on the road doing all these things, trying yeah. to get this elusive, you know, thing that's mm. on, on the horizon. You know, you're suddenly there, you're laid up in bed and you're thinking about your life. And I thought, well, I've got 99% mm. of all the things mm -hmm. which I want. And, you know, the 1% really is only ever money. It's money. <laughs> You know, I was going to say... It's true. That the thing that drives a lot of these issues in today's modern world is money. And, and I think people have got it the other way around. They think 99% of what they need to do is make money. Yes. And 1% is all the things which we now do. Spending time together, you know, doing things with the family. Yeah. All those things which... They come kind of secondary because you've got to earn the money. And yes, absolutely, you have to earn your money. You know, we all have to earn money to to live, to have homes and feed ourselves and clothe ourselves. But but you perhaps don't have to earn your money in the way that you think no. that you have to earn your money. Yeah, or you just, you don't really need to earn quite as much no. because we don't have glamorous holidays, we no. don't have expensive cars, no. we don't have, you know, lots of these things that people aspire to have yeah. and that's why they think they've got to work like crazy to earn all these money to have yeah. all these things i've got to tell you i get more joy from picking up our daughter from school yeah we've always done that i just you know it's those those little jobs like that that just make your life absolutely complete it's just marvelous one of the other changes which really happened immediately following the end of chemo and I don't quite know how this happened I mean when did I start on the health kick it was you finished chemo at the end of October yeah. and you started walking in November so it was really soon it was probably within a couple of weeks I would say I think for me 
what it always was. I think this is what I've always said to you. And do tell me, because you might remember something different to how I'm remembering it. But I think in my head, I always wanted to make myself as fit as I could be. Yeah. So that if there was ever any challenges in future... Which there were. I would be in the best possible position yeah, that, to, to deal with them. Yeah. Was that what I always said? Yes. Right. But also, you also said yeah. that once you started, yeah. you felt that you had to keep doing it every day because if you didn't, you would get ill again. It was like a psychological thing. Now, folks, I really, really, really don't want you thinking I'm crazy. No. Because I think that all of us are, if you actually think about how you are and the things you do every day, I'd be willing to bet that every one of us yeah. does things which, if you analyse it too deeply, you could think that they were nuts. Yeah. And I fully understand that the, the premise that me not getting out every morning could lead to me getting cancer again sounds bananas but I would argue this if mentally I feel more equipped yeah. to deal with any future potential battles by going for a run then it's a good thing to do absolutely yeah you know it keeps you sane and that, that well, is that, true okay is the biggest thing of all the thing which I just did not comprehend at all is the sort of mental calming that getting out there. Yeah. And I don't know if you recall me saying to you, but there was a number of times when I would be out and, uh, you know, early on, probably in, into the December, you know, after I'd finished chemo in the October. Yeah. And I would be I would be doing your short walk, I think. Yes. And I would just start crying. Yeah, I remember you saying that. And you know, initially, I was thinking, what is wrong with me? But then you sort of very quickly realise, well, this is me letting out all the horrible stuff. Yeah, that's been kept yes. in. Yes, yes. Because whilst you're going through these things, you don't feel that you can break down. You don't feel no. that you can give into it. You've got to stay as strong as possible. Yeah. And staying as strong as possible really takes a toll, you know. It does, it's not something that you can maintain and maintain without eventually break. letting out that yeah. energy that it's taken yeah. to maintain that positive attitude yeah. and that kind of strength. Yeah. So it's no surprise at all that 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 happened really and I'm sure it happens to a lot of people the other you know big thing that, that I wanted and I think I'd learned this because you you very brilliantly well a, a friend had said to me that manuka honey oh, yeah. had yeah. wonderful you know effects yeah, yeah. on on the body and you would go out and get me manuka honey. I did. It's really I, expensive. Yeah. But yeah. And did. we would put it in tea, wouldn't we? Yeah. Yeah. And I would drink it every day. Every day you would have it. And it, it did make me feel good. Mm -hmm. And that sort of turned me on to eating more healthily and yeah. thinking more about you know what I was putting into my body. We we're going to go, go that way. Yeah. Do you want me to go first? So we were just negotiating another dog. It was a greyhound this time. Which my granddad used to race. 
Yeah, I think they are quite. I think they are very gentle dogs, actually. Greyhounds. Yes, they're lovely. I've, I know people that have got them and say that they're wonderful pets. Yes, the whole manuka honey thing just made me start to think. I want to think about everything that I put in. Yeah. Really, if there's one thing that you can't scrimp on. It's your own sort of personal well-being. Yeah. What you put into your body, it's a bit like the fuel you put into your car, isn't it? It is. You put good quality fuel in, you're going to get better performance. Yeah. So it made me sort of start to think about everything. I think it's taken slightly more time for me finding the whole quinoa thing. Oh yeah, that's fairly, fairly well. Probably, probably, probably two, two year and a half or years. Two. Yeah. yeah. Because w what I started to see was, I started to see the effect that because my my walking really by i think by the december yeah had become running is that about right i couldn't say when you when you started running actually because i think you it was you just that very Christmas. gradually built it up yeah. didn't you? you ran a little bit and then walked and ran a little bit well i didn't actually run fully round my uh, I, I mean back then i was doing a two and a half mile route or a two mile route dependent on what the day was yeah. like but I didn't actually run fully round for a year and a half right and what actually inspired me to run fully round was I was chatting to my brother yeah. who had oh, the, the, yeah, the, the he, one who'd had the and, and he yeah, was and he can't run anymore now because of the surgery yeah. yeah my brother's run for years and I honestly I came away from that conversation brothers are I think by their nature competitive yeah and, you know, I was sort of chatting away to him and I think it was the first time I'd spoken to him properly about the running. And I didn't say to him, oh yeah, I have to stop probably every thousand metres and, <laughs> and walk, walk a bit. Walk, walk yeah. a bit. And it just became evident that he, you know, no problem, bang, gone. And I thought, if he can do it. Well, he just ran straight away, just ran the whole well, thing. Well, he... he He's run for years, yeah. so he will have worked through the same issues I've yeah. worked through. Yeah. But it was knowing that he could do it made me think, well, I can do it too. And so literally the next day, I just went out and did it. And I think that has been, and I think you know, you've started to see a certain amount of this, the mental strength that being able to go out and yeah, do definitely. this, and be in control solely of your life, Yeah. It was something that had such a profound effect on my overall recovery mm. because I honestly, folks, I remember years ago, okay, talking to that same brother. We were at his house and he was saying he was going to do a 10k in York. I remember. And I said, Oh, I'll do that with you. Oh, yeah, and I what remember. did you say? I said, You're mad. You went, You'll never do that. Yeah. The point here is Kay was exactly right. I wasn't a runner, was I? Not back then. I didn't no, do... Well, I wasn't... A, a you weren't running 10k. And I think I was just more concerned about you being able to do it and pushing yourself too hard. Well, look, I wasn't an athletic person. Not, not historically, no. No, no, not at all. Not until that first walk after cancer. Yeah. That was the moment when everything changed. Do you know what, Kay? I remember reading a thing in the oh now this has gone all Jurassic Park now. Oh I don't really like this very much. Uh, yeah right, no, this is the only bit. Just careful with that. Right by the riverbank. What is that there? What's that? Oh I don't know but don't touch it. It's no. horrible. There's like <laughs> Ow. there's like oh there's loads of nettles. Oh, I do you cannot need me to believe it's taken. You've got shorts on? Tread, well I, I can tread them down. Well I'll tread these down. I get stung whenever oh, I go sugar, running. Anyway. I just, you should 
hopefully be able to get through. There's this loads is, of nettles, everybody. It's proper Jurassic Park. Right, I've got to hold my hands up. I've been stung because... already. You've oh, been stung? Yeah, that really hurts. But oh, I guess... I've been stung on my leg. I can feel it oh, through my leggings. No, 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 no. This is a nightmare. Just... Right, we're out of it. We're, we're safe now. It. This is it. Oh, we're through it. Ow. Can't be doing with stinging nettles. Ow. I read a thing. I think it was on Facebook. Uh, Keanu Reeves. His mum, I think, had just died of cancer. Right. His sort of message that I took from what he'd written, I can't remember exactly what he'd written, but the message I took from it was, don't do healthy stuff. You know, have a beer if you want to have a beer. Yeah. You know, eat a massive cake if you want to eat a massive cake. You don't like the look of this dog. Do, well, let's head over that way. Do whatever you want to do, because if cancer, you know, if illness hits you, you know, it doesn't matter what you've done, you could still end up being in trouble. Yeah. And I sort of disagree with that completely. Well, I don't think it does any harm to have the, you know, an odd beer or an odd cake or things like that, but I'm not, yeah, I'm not sure I fully believe in that. I agree with what you're saying. You're saying everything in moderation mm. is perfectly acceptable. And that is definitely what I, you know, wholeheartedly sign up to. But what we've seen firsthand is the effects that being fit and healthy can have on your recovery. Oh, following. absolutely. If I was going to give advice to anybody on, you know, how, you, how I've dealt with things like this. Yeah. I remember my consultant sitting down with me and saying, you know, you're, you're very fit and healthy, so we can give you the strongest possible chemo treatment. Yeah. That wouldn't have been possible had I been overweight or had I not been particularly fit. Yeah. Do you want to go that way? Okay. Yeah. Now, shall we look out for the heron? Oh uh, yeah, we're crossing over the river and there's like a weir type thing here. You'll probably hear the watery noises. And quite often Dan sees a heron just here. It's normally, it's normally I mean, just there. It's it not might there be the wrong now. time of day. Time of day, yeah. I think what they do is they. Are they looking for fish? Do you think in the splashdowns? Well, they're seagulls then, aren't they? Yeah, they are. I was meaning the heron. I don't know the heron, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I just wondered because I have a feeling that my the changes I sort of made with regards to the 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 running and things. You, the, the odd time. I think I've only had a dodgy injury once where I had to sort of take five days off. Yeah. But do you get very sort of, do you find it unnerving now when I don't go out running? Because I... Yes, a little bit. Right. Yeah, because more because I think, I mean, you do have one day off a week and I'm used to that. But if, like you say, you happen to be injured, which thankfully has not been very much, you had a Achilles injury, didn't you? Yes. It is a bit strange because I'm just so used to you going out and it, it, it unsettles me a bit because then I think, why, you know, okay, he says he's got an Achilles injury, but is there something else stopping him? Yeah. Is there something else going on he's not telling me about? Because historically in the past, you have not told me things. Like what? Well, you have. Look at that plane. It's low, isn't it? Yeah, it's a plane up there, very low and going quite quick. I think in the early days, I think you would have not said things just to protect me from the worry. Yeah. 
But you don't do that now because you know the consequences <laughs> if you do that now. You know the consequences. Um, yeah, so I do find it unnerving if you don't go now, just because I know that it's something that keeps you fit and healthy mentally as well as physically fit. I think it's interesting, isn't it, that you also feel a similar way to what I feel about that running act, and that is... I wonder if, if, deep in your brain, you start to worry about me getting ill again if I don't go running. Or maybe I I'm just know that it's projecting necessary. my... No, I don't know that it's necessarily that. Right. I think it's more that I think if you're not going running, there must be a reason, and maybe that reason is that there's something not right again. Yeah. But I worry about you getting ill or pretty much all the time anyway. Not... Con I don't mean that in constant. Look at that patch of wildflowers oh, over there. It's gorgeous, isn't it? I do love... There's some orange flowers. I bet I, they're poppies. I do love... They're beautiful. Th th it's for the bees, isn't it? I love wildflowers. Yeah, it's for bees and insects. And Pollination. I think, yeah. I think it's brilliant that this gorgeous. is happening more and more. Yeah, you just see patches of wildflowers. They do it, don't they, I'd on much, yeah, I mean, Grand I'd, Road? I'd much rather see a patch of wildflowers than a beautifully preened rose bed or something, which are beautiful, but I just love wildflowers. So... I'm, I'm projecting more of my own concerns there, right? I think you probably are, yeah. But I, I kind of worry at random times. I think it's when, if my anxiety is particularly high, that might trigger something in my brain, or it could be any random thing, yeah. really, that I mean, just has me, sets me off worrying again. Just touching on what we mentioned earlier in today's show with regards to how your end of chemo and your all clear although it's not is the start of the battle yeah you have to initially every three is it every three months it is isn't it yes well you had three month checkups for a long time a long time it's only just gone to every six three months monthly. i mean it, the, the care you're given is just stupid. Well, we can't fault it really. From it, you know, I'm honestly at a loss for words with regards to and the speed that they did everything as well. Yes. You know, it was really when they identified the issue, really got him in for that that surgery incredibly quick. Yeah, and it was, gosh, it was so stressful at the time because we were due to go away on holiday. Yeah, we knew that you know he got to have chemo and we didn't tell anyone and. It was just such a strange time, really, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it really was. And I think that what I find so hard to deal with, even now, and, you know, I was in major treatment in 2014, so, yeah. you know, it's nearly five years ago. It is. But still, you know, up until the beginning of this year, every three months you're going back in for, for full checkups, for full scans, for yeah, everything. Yeah. and whilst that is superb it's also terrifying it is because what that means is every three months or now every six months yeah. you are gearing yourself up for for bad news bad news yeah, yeah. you sort of sway personally i've swayed one way and the other with it but i now come down firmly on the forewarned is forearmed and catching stuff early is yeah. is just the, the most important thing and and we experienced that didn't we two years ago now isn't yeah. it? we're just going into the park now we are so crossed um, over the main road going into the park and th this 
I'm fascinated to know what... Gorgeous big trees in the park. There are... Beautiful oak and beach. It's a shame that the world has gone this way a little bit. And I do think that it is the insular nature of electronic devices. Oh, yes. With, you know, people walking along the road, yeah, you know, walking yeah. the dogs or whatever, they're always looking down. You're not looking up anymore. Yeah. So then when you do see someone, it is not as common to say good morning no, or good no, afternoon anymore. they're not looking at you. No, and, you know, it's difficult because sometimes... Gosh, can you smell the roses from that? Yes. It's a rose garden just there. It's gorgeous. It smells beautiful. Sometimes you sort of find yourself, like for example, I was out running the other day and a lady said hello to me. Yeah. And I didn't say hello to her. No, I told him off. And okay, so me off. So then the next day I was out running and I ran past someone and said hello to them. Yeah. And they ignored they you. They totally ignored me. <laughs> and so you. you it's like a vicious circle, isn't it? Yeah, I think it just depends on the individual person, doesn't it? I think, you know, if somebody looks at you and smiles and says hello, then I always say, you know, good morning or, or whatever back to them. But that isn't common that no. that happens in this country at all. But it is with the older generation. Yes, it is. It's never young people that, that say hello. Not um, to me, anyway. Oh, no, no, not to me either. It's also clear from the successes of social media that people enjoy interactions with other human beings. Yeah. Because they wouldn't be successful, would they? No, but unfortunately that's just become less and less face-to-face -face interaction, hasn't it, these days? And more and more just online. Yes, which, which is terrible. It's a whole other topic. Well, yes. <laughs> which I'm sure, in the course of this series... I'm sure we will talk about. It could very well come up. But yet, yeah, in... Yeah. in we're starting to get more towards the end of the show. We're, we're on the homeward stretch. We so are. We're just going past the bandstand in the park. We should summarise a little bit, it's I think, very on nice. what we've spoken about. We came out of the whole cancer experience with a huge amount of perspective. Yes. And then we moved into a period of our lives where we knew... Well, first of all, there were changes enforced on us. Yeah. And to sort of tie up the whole my sort of mental changes because th th this was what i was sort of pushing you on when we, when we ended episode mm. one and that was do you miss anything about how i was no that's what, that sounds terrible doesn't it it's like saying that i didn't like him back then which obviously isn't the case it's but... such a funny situation isn't it because we obviously have been we've been together a number of years you like oh me? yeah yeah we've been together at that point Nine years, maybe? Ten years going on? With my reduction in testosterone, you got a new husband. <laughs> yeah. That you, that you like a, a lot more than you... Your, your character and how, how much calmer you are now and laid back and more relaxed, y yeah, you're much nicer to be around than that kind of frenzied, driven, busy person that you were. And not that... I thought about that at the time because that's all I knew. Yeah. I didn't know anything else and that just seemed normal. Yeah. And, you know, I, I loved you and I still do obviously love you. Um, Don't you love it when you hear from your husband or your wife, and I still do? <laughs> that sounded terrible when My I said it. My anxiety levels have just shot up. That sounded terrible. I'm not Give saying that... Give me some happy that... juice. 
and a croissant. Oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> so, so there's nothing that you miss? No. No, no I don't think... No, I don't think there is anything I miss because you're essentially still you. But do you think I'm, I'm different towards you? Yes. In, in a way that we can talk about on... <laughs> <laughs> you are... I think it's just you, you're more thoughtful, more right. considerate. Right. And not because you weren't before, again, I keep saying that, but I think just because... You didn't have the mental capacity, I think, more than, more than anything, just because your brain was so full of, Stuff. you know, that job needs doing and where am I going next week and yeah. are they going to send that invoice and, you know, it was all those kinds of things. Yeah. I think you do have a tendency then to take other things for granted, yeah. which is not a good place to be, is it? And no. If this... You know, I always think that positives come out of every situation, whether that's good or bad. I always try and see the positive yeah. in a situation. Yeah. And the positive that came out of this whole situation is that, you know, the change that we made to our lives and the way that we live our lives now, which yeah. is something we could never have imagined. No. Not in a million years could we ever have imagined because that we could live like this. What was going on in the process of me ending that chemo and me running up to another big operation, which we'll, we'll talk about in just a moment, was we were, without even really realising it, well, you'd sort of stepped up to the plate and started generating a certain amount of income from you were making bags. Yes, I was. And, you know, we were doing little bits and pieces. Another thing that, that Kay had done is she had designed a teddy bear, yeah. a knitted teddy bear, Mr. Bakery Bear. And actually, it's that bakery bear that gives us our name. And, and we will, in a future episode, I think probably episode four, actually, we'll tell you exactly how we got our name. But... Miss, was it Mr. Bakery Bear first? Yes. Yeah. Mr. Bakery Bear. No, Mrs. Mrs. Sorry, sorry. I feel bad now. Mrs. came first. Mrs. Bakery Bear really is the mother of everything mm, that's, that, true. That, that's come afterward. You know, in the process of this sort of two-year period, yeah. things were starting to happen, because, probably without us even realising. Yeah, because we knew that we couldn't continue earning a living the way we had. No. It Just was the mental it. side of it. It wasn't so much the physical side, because although it was credibly physically demanding the type yeah. of work we were doing, yeah. it was the mental side. It done just couldn't just couldn't go out on the road like that no. again and be away from home it was just we just no. knew that that wasn't an option so and, and you, you know, know we had to find another way of, of living we did and, and one of the things one of the, the things the, the the huge positive things from my point of view i mean you know i've always felt about you but i'm so much more connected to you now than i think it's because of what you saw me through yeah these things make or break relationships they absolutely do and we've seen people who we don't have. who don't make it through no and i situations I, like I this i totally understand i understand that. it too i sympathize and i understand i'm unbelievably thankful that what it did was it made us i mean i remember someone 
years ago saying that we were a tight unit. Yeah. Do you remember? Yeah. We're a damn sight tighter now than we were we then. We still are, yeah, we yes. still are. And thank goodness we were because what happened probably two years after, was it two years? Um, when was it? Three, I think was it was- it Christmas? It was Christmas. November, no, it was November. 2017? 2017, it? yes, it will be 2017, won't it? Oh, will it be 2016? No, 2016. 2016. November 2016. Yeah. We went for one of our checkups. Yeah. And, well, they found something. Yeah. What they found was, and this, as, now we, we weren't told this in the appointment. It was only afterward when I did some research that I was able to sort of get some comfort from the fact that people who have the type of cancer I had often have an issue with the lymph node yeah. that was connected to that particular. Yes. <laughs> now, the unfortunate thing is that lymph node sits on your spine. It's like behind your tummy, behind your intestines. Yes. Yeah. And what happened in November 2016 was we found ourselves travelling to a hospital quite some distance away from, mm. from where we live to, to go see a specialist who informed me and, and you that really as soon as possible I was going to need yeah. a huge surgery. Basically what they were going to, well what they did was they cut me from the top of my rib cage yeah. Yeah. down to as low as you can go. <laughs> Just above your particulars? No, particular. Particular, okay. sorry. <laughs> Just above my particular. They then removed my, well, they took everything out. Yeah, took everything out. Held it. Held it. Got to the back of my spine and removed. A whole load of lymph nodes. Yes. And a whole string of them, wasn't it? Yes, yes, a whole string of lymph nodes. Yeah. And this hit us like, Bombs. Oh my gosh, it was worse than anything that we'd gone through previously. Personally, from my point of view, certainly, I was literally terrified. And you know, when we were talking to the consultant about it and he was telling us all these possible things that could happen, oh my goodness, lots of things could happen. Lots of life-changing things as well, well the, wasn't it, really? Yeah, I mean, the, 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 the worst thing that anyone can tell you when you're sitting with a consultant, and this is a sentence I will never forget, when he said, there is a mortality rate yeah, with yeah, this type of operation. And so that- oh, It was awful, well, it and, was awful. And th that surgery took place In the following January. January, early February, no, it was early February. Right, this must have had an effect on your anxiety though. Oh gosh, yeah, absolutely. When did you sort of fully realise that you were suffering badly with anxiety? Probably maybe six months after right. it all started. Right. Because I kind of started researching what was going on with me. I did go to the doctors, didn't I? Yes, and they looked at you like you were crazy. Not really crazy, but I felt dismissed. He actually gave me some beta blockers. Yeah. Which I think was entirely inappropriate. Yeah. And I did take them one time when I was kind of having this episode 
it just made me feel worse so I didn't take them and I haven't been back to the doctor since to be honest but I've really been battling with it ever since and I, have, I still have ups and downs now this is the subject of our next episode yeah and you know I think the the anxiety battle is one which all of us you know there'll be many of you who are listening who perhaps don't even realize would you agree Kay do you think yeah, because I'm sure. I, I have only realised, really, in the last two or three months, that in you know in my life I've suffered at times with anxiety. And I, I think th everybody does, and I think it's how you deal with that. So we will be back for episode three, and we hope, we really hope that we'll see you then. And this is the moment, folks, where I need to ask you if you're enjoying what you're listening to, and I sincerely hope that you are. Would you please subscribe? Because what we're going to do is, we'll talk more about this after episode four, but we're going to see how you guys enjoy the show. And if you do enjoy the show, it will continue. Folks, if you're enjoying what you're listening to, please subscribe and please give us a review. And we'll then know that you're listening and that you're enjoying. And then at the end of the fourth episode, hopefully we'll have so many subscribers. <laughs> of course we can't stop recording the Bakery Bears radio show. Yes. And on that happy note, folks, I thank you so much thank you, everyone, for spending listening. time with us today. It's been Hope marvelous. Hope you had a good walk too if you were out walking. Yes. And we will see you very soon for episode three. Yeah, see you soon. Bye. Bye. The Bakery Bears radio show is brought to you by Bakery Bear Productions and is made possible by our Bakery Bear patrons. Find out how you can join our Baker Bear community, access more of what we do, and keep the show on air by visiting www.bakerybears.com forward slash listen forward slash.